Welcome back to Range Anxiety with that soul kind of feeling. Who's not moving with the beat? Listening to the dynamic hypnotics. That's right, kiddos. I was old enough to remember when that was one of those fresh beats. Brand new it was too. And were the dynamic hypnotics Aussies? I'm pretty sure they were. But what they had was a soul kind of feeling. A bit like soul glow, but not. You don't put it in your hair. Um, a soul kind of feeling because this Easter Sunday range anxiety is here. 30 years of 30 minutes of dicking around with cars, powered by the Easter Bunny today, and coming at you, coming at you live from the Telstra Model 3 performance. And yep, you might have guessed we're covering off that old chestnut, that old car bunkle of masturbational scientists that think they know about cars. We're talking more about soul today. Cars have soul. I mean, really, what kind of vlog thinks that that's even a thing? You know, it's a bit like chassis feeling. But yeah, look, I've spoken about all of that before, but it still bugs me. You know, people go on about, your Telstra's got no soul book club boys would be loving that. I mean, you know, they're, they're hand-fettling some 30-year-old shitboxes that weren't actually even any good when they were new. Um, and they're allowed to have their opinion, just like I'm allowed to have mine. And uh, I've been thinking more and more about this soul thing, but one thing we didn't discuss when I spoke to Hobobe um, about it, you know, and something that was brought up to me by all of those fans, flogs and flat earthers out there, you know, they go around asking each other, are you F.E.? I mean, fucking really? Flat Earth? Crikey's. Um, yeah, there's something we missed in all of that. And that is the wretched hogue that most cars have. All cars have their distinct smells, and most of them are revolting. But that's part of uh, the soul, you see. I mean... I remember it very much as a little kid because back when I was a kid, there were no such things. I don't think there were actually emission standards. Actually, no, there weren't. Wow. I reckon they came in at about 77, 76, ADR27A for tailpipe emissions. And that's the thing that ruined the HX Holden. Well, that was just yet another thing that ruined the HX Holden because it was never much chop to start with. But yeah, these pollution control equipped cars. But before that, they just stunk. I mean, they stunk after that too because uh, those emission controls were just garbage and didn't do anything. Made them use more fuel and slower and everything else. But the original cars stunk. And that, that old saying of being able to smell a car coming before you could see it was just about right. You know, I grew up around... Things like, and Tone, you will love this if you're listening. I grew up around things like Jaguars and, and, and what else, Alphas and stuff like that. And they all stunk out the tailpipe. But it was a cool kind of smell. I mean, it wasn't very good for you. But leaded fuel, again, you've got to be prehistoric like me to even remember what leaded fuel was. But super, remember super? You get super and standard. Be like 98 and 91 had this smell to it that wasn't actually unattractive. And then you got 
the real knob jockeys out there, you know, with their race cars. We used to go drag racing at AIR. You remember when AIR, Adelaide International was a thing? Bloody hell, this is like, uh, this is like back, back to the future today. Um, but would fill up, go down and see uh, Len, Leonard, Leonard, the great late Lenny Leonard at OG Speed Shop and have uh, Pete the Meat pump some 100 octane Avgas into your tank. And, you know, that was highly leaded stuff, but that smelt bloody great. You know, that's, that, you know, when, when, when you're stopping able to get Avgas, we used to just go and fill our cars because, you know, we'd have some piece of shit that, you know, wasn't really tuned to use it, but you'd be cool by going and, and, and filling your car with Avgas down at OG Speed Shop and making that smell because everyone thought, you know, in your 998cc dead standard flogged out mini that you were a drag racer. You know, that was pretty cool. Then later in the piece, uh, there was that VP109 smell, you know, that sweet, sickly kind of smell, um, synonymous with performance. That's called like that bubblegummy kind of smell that VP fuels, mate. Very, very cool. And then, of course, there was the French Elf fuels we used to play with a bit. They were a bit different again. And then your acetones and your toluenes and all different. They all had a smell. What kind of ruined it? And, and again, we're only at tailpipe smells at this stage. We are, we are going to go further into the smell name. What really ruined it? Oh, I think it's Mazda. I don't know why, but there's something about Mazda cars with unleaded fuel that make the worst sulfur dioxide... Bleh, um, rotten egg gas smell, and you always it's always some bunny boiler uh, driving like a CX3, you know, in front of you going up the freeway, and it smells like someone's opened the bloody sewer in front of you. Very, very interesting. That <laughs> I don't know whether it's the bunny boiler driving the thing or whether it's the car itself, but yeah, Mazdas do something with their catalytic converter, um, chemistry or their fuel injection chemistry that or algorithms that just make the thing stink next time you smell that rotten stench look up the road in front of you and i guarantee you there's one of toyo Cogyo's finest shitting up the environment and you know they really should have stuck to building their wanker i mean wankle powered cars because that's when they were at their best you know never never smelled a cosmo Making rotten egg gas. So there you go. They're all the different tailpipe smells that, you know, I mean, I was that stupid as a kid. I used to think that, like, standing alongside the, the train lines or being down by the train lines, because I used to live close to them when I was growing up, smelling the old diesel red hens come past was pretty cool. That's maybe why I'm so fucked in the head now. Because of all the benzenes and hydrocarbon poisoning that I've subjected myself to over the years. But don't worry, I'm making up for it all very, very fast now by driving around in a Telstra. And they have no smell at all. Not even inside the car, actually. And that's what we're going to get to uh, now as we're moving along in this Epicast. Um, different brands of car have their own unique smell. And I'm not going to do this in any kind of order but they're just sort of popping up in my head as i'm talking to you the most rancid stench of any car make that is carried across the 
40 or 50 years of versions of these cars that I've driven, the biggest sole stench award P1 number one outright position goes to BMW. Think about it. Anyone that's sat in a BMW, don't as well as having the world's longest manual gear stick throws and the longest travel doughiest accelerator uh, or throttle pedal calibrations, they all have that weird stench to them. Now, I've talked about it over many years with many people and tried to get to the bottom of what the hell it is that makes BMWs hog so much. And it comes down to the smart people I've spoken to in the automotive trimming game reckon it's the glue that they use, that BMW use, to fasten all of their materials inside the car. You know, you can get in one, a 1978, a 318i, if such a thing existed back then, I think it did, or a 323i, there you go. And you can get in a new F82, and they both smell pretty bloody similar. Obviously, there's a bit more, you know, feces encrusted into the interior of the old 70s girl through generations of old Bavarian men farting in it. So, you know, it's going to stink a little bit differently, but they do have a similar tang to them. Weird, huh? You know, it's, it's typical of what we've been saying all along in this Epicast, that once a manufacturer gets all this great, you know, supply chain bullshit in place, they don't like changing suppliers. And I guarantee you that um, BMW is still using the same glue manufacturer and same um, chemistry or very similar chemistry now than, than they were 50 years ago. And that's why all of their cars stink like that rancid kind of stink. Let's go to another kind of smell that's up there with BMW uh, in terms of wretchedness, and that is 70s and 80s pommy car smell. Now, I'm not talking about Jaguar and uh, Bentleys, Lisa. I'm not talking about Jaguar and Bentleys, but I'm talking about the more mundane shit boxes that don't exist anymore, like um, late model minis, uh, Morris gonads, uh, Morris marinas. They had this particular smell. It was like vinyl mixed with shit, actually. And because Pommy cars weren't engineered to take any sun at all, if you parked one in the sun for any period of time, it could have been, oh, anything over 30 seconds on a typical Aussie day. If you were parked there for that long in the sun with the windows up, you came back, you opened the thing, the interior materials would, would, would shed this odour that was akin to someone sticking their fist down your throat to make you gag. As, as a wee tacker, my parents could never understand why when we drive up to our farm, I'd just be spewing everywhere. They'd be chucking quell tablets down my throat and I'd just be spewing because the combination of, oh, this was before the freeway even probably existed, the combination of the old, you know, old hills roads up through Mylor and Achunga on the way to Callington, uh, mixed with that stench of a filthy Morris nomad labouring along, it was just, just made me chuck. And it wasn't a pretty sight. But yeah, so Pommy cars bring back horrible memories for me. Really fucking horrible. 
Don't ever go in one if you can help it. Thankfully, the Pommy car industry is just fucked anyway. Um, the only Pommy brands that still exist basically are Chinese. Um, thankfully. And I'm sure Aston's and stuff like that don't smell that bad. Long time since I've been in an Aston, so I'm not going to make too many comments about it. But yeah, look, the Bentley I owned, that, that smelt like, you know, I don't know, smelt like Winston Churchill, I suppose. It smelt like great slabs of polished wood and, and you know, the finest Connolly hide made from uh, the arseholes of bespoke cattle. Um, no, don't get excited, babe. Um, but yeah, they've got a smell. And that was a pretty cool smell, but it was also quite tiring. You know what I mean? It was like this rich texture of flavours. And, you know, that is the soul of a Bentley, I suppose, because they don't do anything else particularly well. Not particularly fast. They're not particularly good looking. They just smell like an old piece of steak and a piece of wood. Interesting. I'll take it, though. But that was their soul, if, you know, for want of a better word. And, and Jag, you were being the poor cousin of anything cool like a, a Rolls or a Bentley, Shag, you are uh, the same. They've got their own sort of baby down version of that stench. They probably don't anymore because, I don't know, are they Chinese or something now, Jaguar? I mean, they haven't made a car of ooh, any significance for about 20 bloody years, so who, who actually cares? And, of course, MGs now, they just smell like, um, what would they smell like? Oh, um... What are those things? Fortune cookies, I suppose. I haven't smelt much of the interior of Chinese cars, to tell you the truth. The only ones I've really been in are LDVs. And, um, yeah, they've just got a horrible plasticky tang to them. Nothing particularly cool. So what's the third worst smelling thing? This is like my top three, and I might chuck a, a, a couple in at the end. I mean, really, I can't pick on Telstra's here. They have no smell at all. You know, there's a vegan leather interior, which is a nice name for vinyl. Um, and the plastics don't retch, which is pretty cool. And because they use cabin overheat um, protection, they don't get particularly hot in the interiors. So, you know, they don't tend to shed a lot of vile, noxious fumes. And of course, there's no filthy, stinking, rancid, burning tailpipe noise. Or, or smell or noise or anything bad like that. The next one would have to be anything JDM. Um, uh, JDM cars don't particularly have a bad smell. In fact, you know, R32s and GDRs and Sylvias and even R34s had a pretty unique, uh, you know, they didn't have a bad smell to them. It wasn't a really expensive smell, but it wasn't a cheap, shitful smell either. Actually, we'll get on to Honda after this, because Hondas actually smell quite good, I thought. There you go. But mix in... Uh, 40 cigarettes a day uh, for the life of the car. It's only about a decade old when we were sort of bringing them over here. So 40 cigarettes a day, do the sums over a decade and the things are just putrid. And I don't care what you do, I don't care how you try and do it, cigarette smoke and the molecules and the chemistry and that invades every single particle you know, it invades every fabric, every plastic and you can air the things out for weeks, I like I've had the littleness and leaf. You know, someone's been sucking lung darts in that. Some silly Japanese smoker, or you know, they're not just silly because they're Japanese. They're silly because they're a smoker. Um, has been in there busting darts in that thing, and it absolutely stinks. I've had the windows open, 
the doors open for days and everyone that goes near it, no one's going to steal it, but they'll actually projectile vomit the moment they get in it. It stinks that badly of cigarettes. And now I'm, you know, some anti-smoking activist. It will be just as bad as it was when I gave up combustion motors and got into EVs. You know, everyone knows I go to extremes, but now this thing, that leaf, it smells like an asshole with four cartons of dead durry stuffed up it. It is really, really horrible. And Hood Boob and even Gareth, they both agree because they've both been in it. And they're like, what the hell is up with this? Uh, Honda, nice. You know, they've got a, a pretty cool smell, providing they aren't Japanese ones that people have, um, you know, been sucking on darts in because then they stink. But Honda always had a, a different smell. They use a different, I can tell you now, they use a different material and, and trim supplier to most of the other Japanese manufacturers. There you go. And I bet you those in the know are now nodding their head uh, sagely going, this Donnan, he knows what, I'm, what he's talking about. No, no, I'm just like a dog. I'm just using my nose to differentiate between things. And I reckon I got that one I'm pretty right. Um, so yeah, Honda did it well. So that's my little takeout on a soul. We're always going on about uh, the noise, the noise of car mate. You know that horrible shredding, shitting sound of metal bits pounding up and down and, and controlled little explosions of, of dinosaur droppings making noise because it can't be transferred into energy because the whole things are so stupidly inefficient. You know that? That, you know, other people just call it engine note or exhaust note, that isn't just the soul of a car, and neither is the ugliness of the body in most cases. Um, that isn't the, just the soul of the car either. The soul is also the smell. And I'm that good at it and been around that long now, I can almost, if you put me, my autopilot was good enough to drive with me blindfolded, which it isn't, and I would never try it, and I was driving to work with the windows down, I could just about tell you, even with earplugs in, what I was alongside at the lights. Just about. You know, like, you know, that horrible, rich aroma of really poor long-term and short-term trim calibration. That means you're next to a Commodore with a camshaft in it that's possibly been uh, home-tuned by Bobob and Oscar. Um, the next worst thing that you'll just pick straight away. Oh, you know, if you, if you can smell like castor oil and fuel, you know, straight away, it's uh, it's a rotor. You know, people love putting oil in the fuel for some reason, probably so they wouldn't instantly just crap themselves. And if you've got that rancid, like, I don't mind E85. I mean, I know Gareth likes E85. He likes fumes because it makes him hungry. Um, actually, it wasn't Gareth. I forget who told me that, but it was someone. It was someone larger than all of us, actually. Made him hungry, so he's obviously playing with lots of E85. No, it wasn't Gareth, and it wasn't Bob, and it wasn't me. Um, but you mix in burnt E85 with burning oil, and, and the smell goes from being sweet to actually making you want to chuck. And that smell belongs uh, primarily to Subaru's. You know, they're on the last legs of one of their multiple new engines with broken ringlands. They all seem to do it. I think Gareth told me it's because they lay on their sides. The uh, head gaskets are always in water, so they tend to blow them. Yeah, nice try, Gareth. 
We both know that's not true, but Subarus have this, especially built ones, because nobody, it seems, can clearance a Subaru engine. You know, the space wizards that build engines, they don't use the Exuani piston in them. They use, like, old-school big clearances, you know, so you can stick three fingers down alongside, you know, in the piston to bore. Mate, it will never nip up. Yeah, but it will never go, and it will use... It'll use more oil than it does fuel, and it will detonate itself to death uh, because it's pre-igniting on all of the um, oil in the chamber. So you've done a good job there, space wizards. Actually, I haven't got any hate mail over that Epicast yet. Thank God. And, of course, there's always the scabs uh, in LPG cars. It's only good to power your barbecue, boys and girls. And that was the biggest scam that the government ever pulled on us. You know, yeah, get your rebate for fitting the shit to your car. It's cheap. And then LPG just went through the roof. And now nobody wants to touch any car that's equipped with an LPG system. And neither they should because they are shit. And finally, but probably last but not least, is uh, the filthy, disgusting, gut churning, wretched stench of no less uh, than the road router. Because road routers, uh, more than in most instances, have had the DPFs removed. And you've got, like, a tune in them say, you know, diesel soot gets the mutt. So, oh, yeah. So all of the black, rancid shit pumping out of these crap boxes, and they're pumping a lot out. Because you've got to be absolutely flat out in the four-ton pieces of shit to go anywhere because they're just so underpowered, so gutless, so poorly tuned in most instances, and they've got all of the shit slowing them down, you know, dragging the air on the roof. Mix in the smell of all that diesel with fresh feces off the end of the shovel, which probably hasn't been cleaned since the last time little Johnny driving it needed a shit on the side of the road. So... They are probably the very worst of all. But you know what? It's soul. And I really don't have any. So, yeah, I'm glad that I don't drive a car with soul. So, we're off tomorrow. We're doing a long trip in the Telstra. We're doing like about a 400-kilometer uh, round trip probably about 150 kilometer round trip. So I've charged up in my new uh, virtual power plant that I have at home, complete with Telstra. It's a, a charger, it's alongside the helipad. For those of you that know uh, the Vale, you know, which is what we call uh, angle, us Anglevalianites. We're just Valians, all right? You heard that here first. Hear that, Phelpsy? You're a Valian. Um, yeah, that's what we do out there. So we've got all this solar, all these batteries. We can run our Telstras off God's fuel station that lives in the sky. So, yeah, we're looking forward to a long trip tomorrow. So if you see me rocking up in the Model 3 Performance and I've got my little dog, Mackie the Westie, next to me, don't answer your door because I'll be doing what all of us soulless motherfuckers do and that's pulling out my slow charger out the boot and saying, can I borrow your power point for a couple of minutes? If you, see me, if you see me, make out you haven't seen me run. And with that, goodbye, babe.